Welcome to Kafaru Cast. I have got one of the very few people on the planet that I would actually trust with my money, my wife, my life, and my daughter, Ryan Harder, my ginger buddy. Ryan, how you doing? I'm good, bud. How you doing? Good. I don't know if I trust you with my wife. All the other ones, though, I probably would, except my daughter's <laughs> hot, so I don't know if I trust you with her either. <laughs> Oh, uh, so Ryan Harder, I met him originally up in the NWT working for the Lancasters. Um, Ryan also owns Hunt Harder Guide Services as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, my own moose hunts and I contract out to a bunch of other outfitters like Lancasters and stuff. So You're kinda, pretty much anything in North America we can do. Somewhat of Clay's right-hand man to a certain degree, I guess you could say. I mean, you certainly do a lot of stuff with him. I think he spends more time with me than his wife. Yeah, you are an attractive man, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bit skinnier than when I first met you. Yeah, I trimmed down after I started walking the mountains a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah, for for sure. But you're up in Alberta, right? Yeah, up in Alberta. Yeah, that's where my moose hunts are uh... Right here in central Alberta. Gotcha. And then how long have you been uh, guiding for, like, uh, sell yourself a little bit here? Um, I already know all about you, but for the listeners, um, what all uh, what all have you been doing? How long you've been guiding? What all do you guide? All that kind of stuff. Uh, this is my 13th year guiding. Um, I've been having my own company now for, I think this is six years. Started out with Canadian moose and elk and everything right around home here and then uh, met Clay and went up there, did doll sheep, the mountain caribou, the Alaska Yukon moose. Um, now we go down to Mexico in the wintertime and do the desert bighorn, uh, desert mule deer and the coos deer. We cover pretty much everything here now. And then you, uh, you guided in Alberta for, um, Jeff Lander last year, um, yeah. on the hunt where I was on just cause, um, I remember, it was, uh, you about choked me out, you son of a bitch. I remember that. It was close. That's the close I've seen to, to <laughs> close I've been to actually having to tap out in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a little lippy, so I had to come out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, you guys down there on Tiburon, how big were them deer you guys killed? Uh, that one was 222 inches. It was at the time, it was the biggest ever killed on Tiburon, and I, I'm not sure if it still holds or not, but there's there's some pretty special deer there. Yeah, that's a cool place, uh, except it's hot. Um, it's hot. Yeah, super, super hot, which is funny to hunt down there with Clay because he sweats unbelievably. <laughs> like he could, uh, you could probably fill up, you know, 16, 18 ounce glass by noon from him just dripping sweat off his face. I know. He doesn't drink any water. It's crazy. I don't understand how he can even do it. Well, there's a lot of reserve on that little guy. Yeah, exactly. It is pretty amazing how Clay can move for being kind of a round mound or rebound. He does get around pretty well. He's he's a lot more athletic than he looks, I'll tell you that. Oh, hell yeah. No, he is. He Which makes me, you know, he, he, he definitely don't judge a book by the cover with him because he can get after it. Uh, I think he took after you the one time, too. Or mm, a couple times. What's that? No. No, bit. we never, never, never wrestled nothing. No, no, never have. Not that I remember. Uh, and I don't drink, so I would remember. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did wrestle with John Pinch in the, on Tiburon, yeah, which sucked because there was cactus everywhere. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad spot to, to go down. Oh, yeah. So you're going up north here pretty quick, aren't you? Yeah, doll sheep season opens in the Northwest Territories on July 15th. So 
And are you going to Nahanni with, uh, or are you going up to NWT? Uh, we start the season out at Nahanni and do uh, one round of sheep hunters there, and then uh, the whole crew goes up to NWTO and we spend six weeks there, and then we come back to Nahanni to finish the season with uh, moose hunt. Gotcha. How so? How many clients are you, you know, on average anyway, guiding a year? Oh, geez, I don't even know. Um, it's probably seven to eight or in the summer there, and then. Moose hunts up taking four. Landers, I think we got three weeks of hunters there, so that's another four. Mexico's probably got 15 to 20. And then bear hunters, who knows, in the spring. So it's a pretty good number. So just just so the listeners understand, because you're not very good at bragging, how many total kills have you been on as a guest? Oh, I don't even know. I think I'm I'm floating around 70 moose, um, 40 sheep, and then caribou and everything else i'm not sure it's got to be everything else got to be a few hundred easily well it's black bears too right oh yeah black bears i've been on i've skinned out more of those than i probably would like to so you're probably close to 750 to a thousand with black bears wouldn't you think with black bears i'd probably be up there at a thousand i know we kill 30 30 bears a year you got blood poisoning three times and syphilis twice <laughs> Never trust a guy that can spell gonorrhea the first time and get it right. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of our military buddies sent us that. So yeah, <laughs> you because um you uh you had you did well. You're still doing black bear. Are you trying to sell that thing, or are you still doing the black bear deal? We're still doing baited black bears in Alberta here, and Landers is trying to poach me and get them get me to come over there and do some spot and stock with him so that might be a thing here in the future that's what he was that's what he was saying um it would have been fun to have you along this year you would have laughed it was uh it was pretty fun uh in fact frank's bear was hilarious because um frank uh right before he shot it lander was telling him to wait for it to turn broadside and frank shot it in the chest and looked back and said lander were you trying to say something yeah never mind (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. The big, the bears up there are pretty big. Um, I had a bunch of buddies you go up to. Well, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not gonna uh, for because of uh, the internet bullies. I don't want to mention how big my bear was again, but it was a large bear. You know, pushing that 19 and a half skull, so good sized bear. And uh, yeah, it was one of those long bears. You know, like uh, Frank's bear was real fat, but mine was the Chewbacca bear, real long head, long legs. And it just came right. out, come out of the den. Um, it uh, it ended up turning into a shit show. I emptied my whole quiver at it. But yeah, we did good. Frank shot a good bear. Uh, they've done good all season up there. Um, they've been putting down some some pretty big bears. Um, in fact, I think there's only one bear shot under six foot. Um, you know, up there uh, so far this year, everything else has been over six. So yeah, and he told me the other day that they haven't even killed a sow yet. So that's good, just for the management side of things. He's He's doing well. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm not as good at judging them, um, sow to boar unless I really get a look at them for a second, you know, you guys can pick them off quicker and the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, you guys see them all the time. Good Lord. Like I can tell a big bear when it's a big bear, but, or a decent bear, um, when it's decent, but the sow boar thing, I got to look at it for a minute and make sure. And, uh, right. but you guys are seeing, I mean, how many, when you're like prime time, how many bear hunts are you on a year? Uh, we have five weeks, so I'm looking at 20 to 30 bears a day. But they're still tough for me to judge some of them, too. I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm 100% when I 
call boards and sows all the time. Just they're they're too hard. Yeah, yeah. What what are you looking for on a bear when you're trying to? I mean, for me, the the face is one and the butt is the other. The face is where I can really, well, generally, normally get it right. But what do you look at? Uh, my go-to is actually their ankles. Um, the boar's arm will go right down into his paw, pretty much square. Where a sow, her ankle's really small and dainty. It almost looks like she's wearing shoes. That, so, that's, that's fun, that's, funny you say that. I um, A guy had a picture of a bear recently laying on the ground. I looked at it. I'm like, that's a sow. For, for that reason, the forearms weren't big enough, and the transition into the paw looked goofy. And so I, I kind of just figured it was a sow for that reason. You might have been the one that told me that. Could be. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's my foolproof way anyway. I, I've seen some sows that kind of look like they have blocky heads. Every boar is different, so you never know with body, but the ankles is usually a foolproof way if you can see them depending on the grass and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then on yeah. um, your moose hunts, what do you guys, what's your average moose size up there? Up in the Northwest Territories, um, we try not to kill anything under 60. Last year, I think we only killed the one at NWTO under 60, but he had everything else. He was only, he was 58. He wasn't a dink, but he had long points and lots of them and sweet fronts. So he wasn't, he was no slouch either. But so 60, like Hank last year, my best one was 65 or something. And I think the best one we killed was like 68. So those are pretty good bulls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I saw them firsthand. I couldn't believe how much bigger they are than a than a than a Shiras, especially. They're they're huge. And then right. you, you guys up there trying to kill eight and a half year old or older dolls, but you're you're generally dropping ten year old plus dolls up there. Not all the time, but um, how did it go last year? I obviously haven't been up there in a couple of years. Um, did you guys be, were, did you guys be able to, were you able to take some pretty good sheep out of there? Yeah, we killed a couple daddies and then. Just some good older rams that are always, they're just good rams to take. Anything over 10 is a good ram to take. And obviously, the older the better, but we do kill a couple ones that are not eight or nine, but if we can keep it to 10 or above, we're usually pretty happy with that. So Yeah, it was an eye-opener for me. It's just different than hunting down in the lower 48. A lot more pressure, no pressure up there, obviously, and then, you know, because you're flying in, and then just the animals are amazing. The moose and the caribou were Far more amazing. I'm not a sheep guy to begin with, and I'm, I'm a horrible trophy hunter in comparison to you. You're much better at it than I am. I, I just want to see everything hit the ground. In fact, you've had to hit me in the head a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. I had to pull you back. Yeah. <laughs> you had to pull you back. The only guy for... I know that passed up at 180 to shoot a 160 just because <laughs> it was a little easier shot. But... <laughs> oh, that's funny. The uh, I think uh, – you, well, you actually thinking about this, you had to pull me off from beating the death out of Patrick, if I remember correctly. You were in the boat yelling E-L-E. Uh, yeah. We got stuck there in the river because <laughs> I, th- I think it was Patrick's fault that we got stuck on a sandbar. and So I had these two big muscle dummies wanting to beat the hell out of each other to try to get this boat <laughs> off. And the dark was the one in between them. But, uh he was a bit more of a muscle dummy than me. That boy is big. Jesus, That's he's a big huge. Boy. I, he, I, he bent the handlebars damn near off that quad. Yeah, he he did. He bent the handlebars. I saw him close grip bench 550 or 505 on Facebook. It's insane. Jeez. He's only like 23 years old. I and can't it, even spell bench. Jeez. Oh, yeah, it's insane. He's a big boy. <laughs> I think he's uh he's on a – I don't know if he's a cop now or a firefighter or something. Um, how you keep in I'm contact? I'm not sure with? either. Yeah, a little bit. He – Text me the other day, we were joking around that summer, but 
a summer about him rest, wanting to wrestle you that one day, and then he ended up having to shoot that one grizzly that came at him, and I was had to, and I give him shit for that. So it was all good though, and yeah, he's, he's he keeps in touch every now and then. Yeah, he messages me occasionally. Um, yeah, that was a that was a cool cool. Uh, summer for for me i got out of work for two months so that was good um you going back you're going back up this year's the big uh you're guiding levi morgan the great levi morgan and then lander's guiding me at the same time um obviously levi's effective shooting range is slightly farther than mine i will have the stick but uh that uh, i think i think lander's like really hoping i shoot a bigger deer than levi so he can talk shit to you <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's going to be a pretty fun weekend. I think we got a little bit of advantage on you. Levi was up, uh, he killed uh, Moose and a caribou with us last year. That guy's a killer, too. He he, uh, he does more than just shoot targets. He's got that killer instinct just like you and a few of the other guys that are just, he's flinging arrows, he's killing stuff. It's pretty cool to see. Oh yeah, he can he can shoot. He uh, and he's he's fun. he's just a good guy in general. But I forgot about yeah. that because that's uh, what's that? The last week in October. Yeah, I think you guys are coming. Yeah, that last week in October. Yeah, yeah. So you're that's the plan. I think anyway, you're going to be guiding Levi, and then Lander's got me. Um, yeah. I think. Have you talked to Levi much? I haven't recently. I should get a hold of him here soon and see how excited he is about it. Yeah, he seemed to be. I don't. I know. Uh, He's wearing Kafaru now, um, so I mean, other than obviously calling me for once something, we haven't chatted that much because he's super busy. I'm going to get on the podcast at some point, but at a certain point in time, I'm pretty sure people probably, one, get tired of hearing me, and two, get tired of hearing the same people on podcasts, so I try to get guys on here that actually kill a lot of stuff like yourself, not just the uh, Insta-famous guys that don't kill very much stuff. Yeah, on that note, what's your uh, what's your take on that? As far as uh, you take a guy like let's say you know leaving leaving you out of it, let's say Clay, uh, who's been on I don't know what probably two hundred fifty three hundred sheep hunts. Yeah, he's he's done a ton of sheep. Kill. I think he's yeah he, he guided forty forty inch rams before he was forty, which is unheard of. Y- yeah, so a guy Correct. really that's that's done everything possible. Um, but he's not really on social media too much. He's relatively unknown. And then it is kind of crazy to me because you get some of these guys that are really known on social media. And so, I mean, including myself, right? Like I try to be as upfront I can to keep from getting bashed. Like I, I do what I do and try to be pretty forthcoming about that. But you get a guy, well, like you, thousand animals or more, who knows how many you've, you've guided guys like Clay, What's kind of your take on that, where you get the insta-famous guys that, um, you know, haven't, you know, really ever, uh, you know, killed more than, uh, you know, what, 10, 5, 10, 15 animals in their whole life? Ah, it's it's amusing more than anything. It, some of these guys that you talk to, I talk to clients who think some of these guys are the best hunters going right now, and then you, you let them know, like, this guy's not killed much, but just the way they portrayed themselves on instagram or or facebook and everyone thinks they're the best shit out there but guys like clay who who've actually done it like he'll be the first one to tell you social media is a good tool to promote yourself but just being humble and guys will never know that they're that good at killers and they just got that natural instinct and social media will never see how good a hunter clay actually is or like chad lens actually is those guys are the two best 
hunters that I know and social media doesn't portray them that way at all because that's just not the kind of people they are. So just with today's world, it's just, there's, it takes all kinds to make the social media world spin. And I don't know. It's a bit of a joke, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, I get lumped in all the time on the bad side of social media being Insta famous or, you know, whatever else I try to do my best and, and be as upfront as I can. Well, as you know, I am a horrible trophy hunter. Uh, you make fun of me for it frequently. It's just not my thing, man. I like shooting stuff. It's bad where no. you, you'll wait forever. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you got to feel it. Like my job, you feel it, your client, figure out what kind of guy he is. And then you can go from there. If the guy, if the guy can a physically do it, go ahead and trophy hunt a bit more. Or if he's going to be completely happy with just a mature, representative of the species and that's fine too so it i don't know it's it just takes all all different kinds to make the hunting world work yeah you're that is one thing i have to say you're very good at working with different personalities and and different people obviously you have to be with everything that you do but you're uh you do pretty well with just about everyone and you've got it some pretty well-known people who do, who do you think's maybe one of the more well-known people you know that you've uh that you've guided <sighs> Uh, I don't even know. Probably, well, Levi's probably the biggest name in the hunting world right now that I've been around on the mountain with, but I had uh, <laughs> that old Chris Brackett. He came up with us for a bit, so he's pretty well known now after his winter. Oh, uh, um, he's real well known now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, there's been a few TV shows, Justin Olk's Game of Inches, Lincoln Tap. He's he's getting pretty big. That kid's a beauty. He's he's uh, one of the most intelligent kids. He's not even a kid anymore. I've I've known him since I was I think he was twelve, and when he was twelve years old, he had more knowledge on anything than on most grown men who've been in the hunting game forever. So it was always a privilege guiding him. We've we've been together for like seven species now. So hopefully we can. I've got I've gotten him both of his moose. So hopefully we can get an Alaska Yukon moose and. Uh, that would be pretty cool. But, yeah, those are some of the TV shows. Uh, Brad Lockwood, he's another TV guy. Yeah, stuff like that. What about uh, the uh, the sandwich guy? Have you guided him yet? I haven't guided Jimmy John, no. I've been in camp with him, though. He, he's been up to the NWT a couple of times. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, I know Clay's guided him a few times. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I... Um, I went out, I was actually last year I went up with with Bart uh Clay's brother we were on a on a goat hunt and then he was with me uh while we were trying to run that grizzly down with dogs and um he's got a bunch of crazy people too um I guess he up there long enough or whatever I think Clay said he's guided Carl Malone four or five times which is I can't imagine yeah. Carl Malone beside Clay Jesus I bet that looked funny <laughs> Yeah I couldn't imagine that either polar opposites yeah, yeah, that's no lie. What? Uh, so yeah. What? What do you got for plans for uh, the future? Are you going to try and branch out and buy another area or anything, or are you just going to keep kind of doing what you're doing and with uh, the moose and stuff, and then get uh, you know just keep getting contracted out? Um. Yeah, I think eventually, and probably in the near future, I'd like to to get bigger for myself. But right now, it's it's tough to beat. I I spend my winters in Mexico with Clay. I I get get to do bear i'm working all the time i'm always hunting so if it works out where i can make myself bigger and 
do that, I will. But if not, I, it's going pretty good right now. So there's not a huge, huge push to me to, to have to build myself right now just because everything is going so well and I am busy. So. Yeah. Now, do you do much bow hunting or are you pretty much a gun hunter? Um, no, I'm everything. My archery, I, so my moose tags I have in Alberta, are, they're strictly archery tags. So that's, that's in the peak of their rut and they're super successful. I think last year it took four days to tag out and we called in 13 bulls. It was awesome. Um, and then we do some, do some archery hunts up in NWT. I know we got a handful of uh, archery guys coming for sheep this year. So that'll, that'll definitely put some challenge into the summer. Um, a lot of, a lot of the black bears are killed with bows. Um, Mexico is not a ton of archery stuff. It, that's mostly rifle, but, uh, every now and then the guy will show up with a bow and it, it's just all part of it. It's, it's all the same, really. What about you though? Do you bow hunt personally? Does Ryan Harder like a bow or are you a gun guy? I'm a, I'm not going to handicap myself. I don't get to hunt a lot for myself. So if it's bow season, I'll bow hunt. If it's rifle season, I'm going to rifle hunt. Last year was good. I got to kill. A, I drew a mule deer tag in Alberta. I killed a good mule deer with a rifle. Um, I went to Mexico. I killed a really nice coos deer with a rifle, but I ended up killing a, a desert bighorn with glazed bow. So that was, that happened fast. It was all of a sudden I was never going to shoot a desert sheep in my life. And then all of a sudden, boom, the opportunity came up and Clay had his bow there. So he said, you should try it with the bow. And I think on the third day we, we got it done with the bow. So that was unreal, really. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for Clay's bow. Cause what are you six, three Clay's five, three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm six and I think he's, yeah, he's five, seven, probably. I don't know. But yeah, it was, it was good. It was, yeah, you're at me, least six six with yeah. the cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I act like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of acting like it, there was a slight altercation with you and the cryptic guys last year, or is that the year before? Yeah, that was two years ago. Was that was just a big miscommunication, just because I wasn't wearing their camo, and there was a lot of alcohol involved, and somehow I got pushed into a scene that I wasn't even involved in, but I was the face they put on it. It got dealt with, but it was pretty, pretty crazy. Well, I mean, I love Clayhorn like a brother, but when he gets to drinking, he's an asshole. There's no way around it. <laughs> he's an, yeah. I think he's an Africa. No, he just went from Africa to, you know, I don't know what he's doing. You never know what that guy's doing, but uh, he talked to me about the other day. He was funny. He was laughing. He's like, man, I felt like an asshole. I'm like, maybe you should stop drinking. Just maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I was more scared of him or that freaking dog he had with him. I'm more scared of the dog. I beat Clayhorn's ass a couple years or a few years ago. Well, I don't know now. He's quite a bit bigger. But the next year he had the dog. Man, Comanche is nothing to fuck with. That dog is serious. No, no I can tell that right off. Yeah, and he goes yeah. everywhere with that dog. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, cause, so you go down to the sheep show every year, though, don't you? Yeah, no, we go down there. Uh, I didn't make it this year, but usually I go down there every year. It's a great event. A lot of money gets raised for wild sheep and just a good place to get everybody who's got similar interests to you to hang out and have a few drinks and talk about your year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. I, uh, I, I'm i not a big people person. I go because I have to if I had a choice. Really, I only go down there to hang out with you and Clay and see a few other people after that. It, I'd probably take it or, or leave it. I'm not a big drinker either. Like, I don't drink. Um which doesn't help. If I did drink, I'd probably have more fun. I was actually recently telling the story of the pilot 
uh, in the tent when you and Clay were drinking and you got the Dear John letter? Yeah. You remember that or were you too drunk? (laughs) No, I remember it. I remember it well. Yeah, he got the the letter that his girlfriend was... uh, messing around on him or something while he was gone up north and instead of feeling bad for him we just made fun of him about it and it made it a lot more enjoyable for everybody else oh you made him cry i remember it you guys drank till like two o'clock i was close all i remember is clay pissed drunk walking outside of the tent for the night and then he gets out you can hear him pee for about a minute straight he must have been holding it and then he yells at the top of his lungs He's railing her. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to commit suicide if you guys don't leave him alone. <laughs> well, you just got to toughen him up. Yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. Remember, uh, Patrick lit his hand on fire by the lantern. I think you were involved in that. I think he acted like yeah. he knew how to light a lantern, and he didn't. And he let her on full rip for a while and finally lit it. And then he looked like um, Ghost Rider, and it uh, caught pretty much all of them on fire, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then you did the same damn thing on that potbelly stove. You put too much gas in the stove and damn near blew the thing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't burn myself up too bad, but it certainly blew the lid off the potbelly. And uh, I think I put, <laughs> I think I had Jet B in there instead of Jet A or something. I can't remember, but either way, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, I think Clay yelled at me for that your one. Your face was good, yeah. Yeah, I got yelled at a few Not- times by Clay for that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Clay's fun yeah. to hunt with. He's not that much fun to work for when he's in a bad mood. <laughs> he's he's good now. He's he's calmed her down, and it's changed a lot up there. Like when you were there, we were still building camp and trying to make it good. And now we got it's changed a ton since, since you've been up there. We got probably six or eight cabins built, and so everything's good. There's not the the panic that there was one time. Oh, good yeah. life up there. I'd kind of like to go back up just for the hell of it and photograph everything again. And uh, now that, because there was a lot of labor going on, like you said, a lot of, I mean, it just flat out when you weren't out on the mountain, you were, you know, constantly building, um, you know, at cabins or whatever, which was fine. But I wouldn't mind going back up there for a month and just take about 4,000, 5,000 photos of everything and, you know, just for the hell of it, because I'm, because I roll that way, I'm half a fairy with the camera in my hand. Um, I like yeah. taking pictures of sunsets. You do. You're half a fairy in a lot of different aspects. So. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's no, funny. It'd be good to have you back up there for sure. It's a, it's a special place that I think everybody should see at least once in their life. And it's just cool. There's so many animals up there. It's It's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I've actually thought about talking to clay about doing it for a a month maybe um where i don't miss any of my season here but get up there three weeks or whatever i can't be gone too long i'm actually kind of important down here now at kafaru so i can't be gone too too much but going up there for a while and just going on a a few of the more maybe high profile sheep hunts and uh caribou hunts just to get the the photographs out of it especially i've kind of went uh level nine on uh i've got a couple like 600 millimeter lenses just ridiculous lenses as far as getting photographs of of wildlife so i don't know i think i'm getting clay on here i was trying to get you guys on at the same time which is about impossible but i think clay's hopping on this afternoon if you can believe that this will be the first podcast clay lancaster has ever been on god help us that's huge it's gonna be like watching monkeys use tools for the first time yeah, that's yeah with three thumbs. Yeah, it, well, I just with Clay, I don't. Uh, 
I mean, it's, it's weird, whatever, no homo, right? But people need to hear his story. Like, it, it is an interesting, you know, story. Yeah. I mean, it, it is truly, I mean, he could write a book. I mean, maybe he has written a book and we don't know. I don't think he has. But he yeah, hasn't, no. yeah for, you figure from, uh, you know, from birth, raised by Stan, guiding, you know, before helicopters, before really anything, the amount of knowledge he's got and then everything that, that he's done in that entire time is pretty, pretty amazing story. And no one, I mean, other than people that are really tied into that, that sheep hunting niche or community, no one else really knows it. And when you, when you look at it, you'll be the same way. I mean, you're obviously building your own book right now, but... I mean, what is he, 45 years old now? Yeah, I think he's 46, but yeah, his life is is, is one for people to know. He's, he was taking out hunters like when he was 12 years old. He's got stories about being left in the mountains as a, as a 12-year-old for days by himself. The kids today can't even tie their damn shoes, and he was out there surviving miles away from any kind of civilization and just goes on with the outfits he's built and he was in that bad helicopter crash in uh, in Asia. Yeah, he survived that. It sounds like they wouldn't have ever survived if he wasn't there with the knowledge he's got of surviving in the wilderness. So his whole story is amazing. So he's he's a good guy to look up to, a good guy to to work with. And and he I'm testified in my divorce. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I I still every time I talk to him, I don't know in how many different ways he's called me a dumb fuck but it's many right like he told me he saw the writing on the wall with that from a long time ago even right when it started to to pop off and he's like here's what you got to do and i didn't listen to him and i should have um which i didn't but again he i don't ever forget that i didn't listen to him because he reminds me every time i talk to him yeah he'll do that too yeah the thing i've learned with clay is he's right like a freakishly high percentage of the time about crazy things that you would never know. He just says something and you're like, you blow it off. And then a month later it happens or whatever he said is true. And you're, you just can't believe it. He's, he's keen for sure. Yeah, no, he, he is. He's given me a rash of shit, which about that subject we were talking about before the podcast that, uh, what would happen and sure shit it's happening now. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, everything comes around full circle and, um, yeah, but generally now when Clay says something and it doesn't matter the score of an animal or what the weather's going to be like in Djibouti, he's probably going to be right. And so it's, pre- it's best it. not to argue with him. It's weird. It's almost, he's got some yeah. kind of fucked up crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, well, man, do you got anything else you want to cover? Um, I just wanted to get you on here because you're kind of, I, I like, obviously, a lot of these guys that are, uh, you know, whether it's hunters or outfitters or guides or whatever, a lot of these guys like yourself who actually are real hardcore hunters that get, a, you know, get it done and guides, you know, don't get asked to be on podcasts. So I definitely wanted to get you on here. I mean, is there anything else you want to cover? I mean, you're, you're obviously a bit... Um, you're not very good at bragging about all of the things you've done. I'm trying to prod it out of you. But um, what do you offer for hunts so people know prices, things like that, for like the moose and the bear and everything? Uh, my moose hunts are right now, they're at 8500 That's That's for everything, your tags and meals, lodging, skinning. And our bear hunts are 4200 for the first and 1000 For second bear, you're allowed to shoot two in Alberta. Um, yeah, and then 
the desert stuff, I'm not sure where that stuff's at. It fluctuates. I think we're at uh, 60 for a desert bighorn, and the deer down there, are, the coos deer, are, I think 5,500 bucks, and mule deer are 11. And these are all they're they're top quality hunts. They're they're not a. That's one thing I've always done is I never want to promote something that's not or lie to lie to clients. If it's if it's a junk hunt, I'll tell them it's a junk hunt. But I typically don't even do any bad hunts anymore. It's it's more enjoyable for everybody when when the quality of the hunts as good as they are. So yeah, oh yeah, for for sure. And then where can uh, what's your name on uh, social media so people can uh, hop on there and follow you? It's just Instagram is Hunt Harder GS and uh, Ryan Harder. So that's Facebook and everything. But yeah, no, it's it was good being on here for sure. It's good catching up with you again. Oh yeah, yeah, for definitely. And then uh, obviously, if I don't hear or uh, see you before Alberta, it'll be the um, uh, well. We'll try to keep everybody updated as much as possible on the Insta Google Tweet Face as. Um, uh, we we I I don't know what we would want to call it. That's uh, I don't think Levi really likes traditional archers all that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen, so not that it's not that he hates traditional archery. He just uh, I think he has the same opinion a lot of people do. Why would you shoot something that ineffective as a as a weapon when you can shoot a compound? But uh, but he's a good dude, and it'll be interesting to see how things go up there. And uh, the tags we got or the units we have tags for is a good unit. And um, obviously, it's just one on one this time. Usually, it's uh, two on one, so that's even better. Um, you yeah, know, it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun week with both you guys up there and. That's another hunt that's just so good that it's hard to have a bad time when you're you're, you're seeing trophy class animals every day. My main, I'm sure, but oh yeah, my main goal is to get Levi to say the f word on camera. I think you're you're hard pressed for that one, bud. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't ever cuss at all, huh? I don't think so. No. Yeah, well, we'll see. That's probably not the best goal to have, but I'm going to work on it. All right. Well, you can (laughs) just try to shoot a bigger deer than him, but I think he's got the the slight advantage with his reach. Oh, you think? He can shoot him 100, I'm at 25. (laughs) It's like a par 4 or 5 for me. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, um, you know, with that or whatever, just because – you know, on when on my end or whatever with the stick, um, thank God I can I can stock well enough. And uh, if we can get one planted, you know, distance doesn't matter if I can get in on it. But you know, when everything goes downhill, he has got a far better advantage over me. That and he's one of the greatest shots to ever shoot a a bow, a compound right. bow. So that that's also another thing to take into consideration. Exactly, but it'll be good. Like both you guys are such killers that it's just going to be. I think it's going to be a wicked week. Yeah. Just a per, like nobody else is going to have guys like you and himself in camp at the same time it, being able to do better than, I don't know, not do better, but you guys are both pretty good hunters. So to have that is just a huge advantage for us too. So, yeah, actually on that, on that note, while we're talking about that, before I forget, Ryan, for those of you who've listened to the story and for everything else, Ryan Harder was the guy that was with me when I shot my, a caribou up in the NWT with a compound at a very, very far 
distance. Um, I've told that story before. In fact, that's one of the reasons I told that story and got bashed about the head and shoulders, about the distance and uh, by the trad community. So I picked up a stick bow uh, to prove a point, which thank God it panned out for me. I would have looked like an idiot. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that uh, you were with me and that was far, man. I I can't even remember how far. I remember you. I do. Yeah. How far was it? 147. See, I told I told people it was one, I think I said 127 or 37, but uh, we ranged it where I was and where it died, didn't we? It was far. And I, like, you handed me the camera, like, video this. And so I started videoing you, trying to get the romance of the whole thing. And all of a sudden you're drawn back. I'm like, geez, you're not even close yet. But you pinwheeled it. It was, <laughs> 12, it was a 12 ringer all day, but I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Yeah, it, it was, was good. I didn't. Well, I wanted to get a. I wanted to get a. We didn't have a whole lot of time to hunt, and that was a good caribou. It wasn't like a you know world record by any means, but it was a decent caribou. And uh, three eighty. Yeah, I think it's three eighty six is what he ended up taping out at, or something like yeah. that. But it was one of those deals where I thought, oh, I'll just dive down. I'll be able to get right up to him. And then we got to there's ten, fifteen foot tall freaking tag alders and willows, and it was standing broadside, and I'm like. I just hit it from here, I guess. And I did. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that goes, that one, I don't, won't forget. That was pretty funny and lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff I can, um, uh, I can shoot good groups at the one, you know, 50 with all the, uh, you know, flat ground on a target, but you know, right. it's a shot that I've taken a lot of criticism over and, you know, I mean, whatever, I took the shot and, I mean, it died. I, I hit it and it's not a shot that I would suggest for really very few other people to take. I, I had my bow set up to, to be able to do that. And, you know, I got a ton of shit from saying that's not even hunting. It's like, well, I, I could have grabbed it and shot it with a gun too, right? It wasn't just an archery only tag. And there is there is some skill in shooting that far. Um, but, I mean, in the end or whatever, I really wanted to take a caribou home and I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to go out again. So, right. Yeah. But it's one of those things that like, if you have confidence in yourself, you can do it. If you're flinging arrows at that distance and you've never even shot that far to target, then no, you have no business doing it. But if you know where your arrows are hitting and like I said, you hit it perfect. So obviously it wasn't that lucky. You knew what you were doing. And I'm not saying that people should be doing that either, but if, if your skill fits no different than guys shooting deer or whatever at, thousand yards these guys are showing up with long distance scopes on their guns and it doesn't make these guys long distance shooters not even close so yeah i'm sure John you have to. the only one that i've ever seen that probably should be allowed to do it consistently because he's done it and he's proved himself time and time again with me alone let alone on all his other hunts so yeah he can yeah. shoot we just had him he on here yeah i heard that yeah I listened to that last week yeah. he's a beauty yeah, he's John is a he's you know there's just not that many I mean I mean whatever no homo very few guys on the planet that I trust you and him are are one of them and it's it's kind of one of those things where uh, you know it's it's uh, with as you said the uh, it takes all types to go in the you know to to make the outdoor community work um, well for me there's only certain types that I can actually handle being around and trust and and everything else and you and John are definitely. 
uh, two of them, especially on the you know the hunting side of things, like things just click right when you're when you're hunting somebody right. that's kind of cut from the same cloth. Clay's the same way, um, you know the way that he hunts is a lot like you know the same way I hunt or you hunt, and uh, you know John is one of those guys that anywhere you go he's just fun to have around he's one of those guys he's first on the list if there's some type of a hunt you know he's one of the first guys i want to get a hold of because he's so fun to you know to hunt with exactly. he's, he's a bit unassuming um you wouldn't expect a guy that mows lawns for a living in 155 pounds soaking wet to be that lethal but good christ i wouldn't want him hunting me <laughs> no he's he's a hunter too he's and what he can do with that rifle is is amazing like i remember that not even shooting at animals but one day we were fogged in super far and the hunt was over we were just waiting to get picked up at a cabin and he comes up to me and he goes you want to shoot a mile and I, no i don't really care to but i had this young riley i don't know if you remember riley yeah he was there and he goes i'll shoot a mile so john set him up got everything kid shoots and he just right at there's a i think it was like bird shit on a rock at a mile or something and he shot just under it and then john gets down and at a mile perfect shot i was like that's just that alone is amazing to be able to do so it was cool to see and and then to do it on animals he's he shot some some critters with me at some pretty good ranges but all of them one shot kills all of some perfect shots and he actually he did shoot his desert bighorn three times but he didn't need to <laughs> they were three hard shots oh yeah perfect so yeah. yeah yeah riley actually his brother was with me when i shot my moose oh nice Devin. yeah yeah, and you yeah, look Devin. at Riley, Devin's around Mountain Rebound himself, and Riley's a little skinny crackhead running around like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Devin's a big yeah. boy. That kid is strong. Oh, yeah, and Riley's strong, too. Yeah, no, those are good kids. Yeah, now they're all good, so. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, man, I appreciate you getting on here, and we'll definitely have to get you on again after the season. You can tell us about the adventures. Well, we're definitely getting back on after uh, Alberta get uh try and get all of us on or maybe we can just video it when we're up there at the empress hotel um or wherever the hell that is we stay and yeah that's it yeah and uh maybe that's when i can get levi to drop an f-bomb on camera (laughs) (laughs) i'll get i'll give you a hundred dollars if you can get him to do it (laughs) all right don't (laughs) it's on like donkey kong yeah good Cool, man. All right, man. We'll take it easy again. I appreciate you coming on here, and uh, definitely everybody no check out hunt uh, check out Hunt Harder GS on Instagram. And if you need, uh, obviously, especially moose and bear hunts, get a hold of Ryan. Um, I mean, he own he runs a a world class operation, and you guys have great success. So I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for everything, bud. Yep, no problem, man. Take it easy. <laughs>